everyone. Welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. On this episode, I am joined by podcast contributor Heather. Hi, Heather. Hey, Becky. Um, so as we continue our deep dive into what we are calling our dark era, um, Heather and I will be reviewing The Gatekeeper by Renee Rose on this episode. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what else to call this current love affair I'm having with Mafia. It feel winter feels sort of like there's not sunshine, so it feels like a really great time to read dark romance. It does. Well, I was talking to one of our uh, community members, and she said, you're really into the Mafia. I said, I really am, because I go in knowing that it's going to be nowhere near actual reality, and it just right. provides this great escape. Oh, right. And like I think, yes. And when you are people like us who really don't have many triggers and, yeah. um, you know, kidnapping is your love language, then mafia just sort of fits our cold, dark souls. It does. It does. It matches our cold, dark souls. So The Gatekeeper by Renee Rose. This is book nine in the Chicago Bratva series. You have read this whole series. I have. Okay. Um, we are just going to go through a release date so we can talk about this book and do all that kind of stuff. Okay? Perfect. Um, so release date was January 24th of 2023. Tropes of this book are mafia, deception trope, revenge series, opposites attract, forced proximity, and found family. Did I miss anything? Nope, I think you nailed it. Um, the series name is Sh the Chicago Bratva book, and this is book nine. This is an interconnected standalone. Yeah, I would agree. Because I only read book nine. And I'm really interested to hear your thoughts, given the fact that you haven't read the whole series, because I have read the whole series, and I can't imagine not have read reading the whole series does that make sense <laughs> no i get it um put out percentage for this book was 13 percent content trigger warnings there is on page violence and um mm -hmm. it's a dark romance message us if you have any other triggers you want to talk about does no. renee rose put the triggers on her website do you know I am not 100% sure. I we'll think put it on our on-the-shelf show notes okay. to let you guys know. Okay, so let us talk about... Malik? Malik? That's what I was going to look up. How to Mike? Pronounce Mike? Makai? 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 It's spelled M-A-Y-K-I. For the purposes of this episode, we will be calling him Malachi. We'll just call him Malachi. We'll make up a name. Um, yeah, so I actually love, that's one of the things that I love about her writing is she has a lot of Russian words in her books. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's amazing. Okay. I really liked him. Um, I thought he was a really great character, not having his background, um, it didn't bother me because he apparently plays some integral parts in the previous stories. I didn't feel like I missed it. You could tell that he has a soft spot for the ladies mm -hmm. of the family. So 
the building that these Russian mafia live in is referred to as the Kremlin. And it's kind of an apartment skyscraper in Chicago that um, all of the different mafia men have apartments and live in. And it's its own little society and community. It's um, sort of like a safe haven is how it's sort of been set up. Like, yes, the you know, the leader the boss of the Chicago Bratva lives there, but he also takes in, um, I don't want to say strays, but he takes in people who are seeking help or wanting to get out of Russia. For yeah. Whatever so Russian refugees, Russian, mm-hmm. you know, uh, kind of citizens that are walking away from uh, Russia that are, you know, looking to start over anew in the U.S. Yeah, and there are some interesting rules around um, how the Bratva operates in Russia and how this cell, is kind of what I think they, I believe they call it, um, operates here in the United States and Chicago. So previously, Bratva men were not allowed to have wives or girlfriends. They just... Um, interacted with in their terms whores um so they weren't they weren't allowed to have relationships with females um and that sort of changed during this series yeah and I don't and I didn't see any of that so what I get by coming into standalone you see this hero that is seeing all of his friends Mm -hmm. coupling up and finding their true loves and their HEAs. And he is mm-hmm. kind of the lone man standing. He doesn't have that connection. And he wants that desperately. Especially given we do get insights into his background, into his family, yep. and some of the choices <clears throat> he was forced to make by being part of wow. um, the Russian Bratva and... Um, things that happened to him in Russia. And so we really see this evolution of he couldn't get away from his biological family fast enough. Like they were garbage. Terrible. Mm -hmm. Very terrible. And he is, you're right. I think he's very lonely and he's, I don't want to say envious because he's happy for his friends that they have love, but he desperately wants that. He wants his own family and someone to love to do it the right way. Like, you know what I mean? Differently than how his family did. Because like you said, his family is garbage humans. And he he's lonely and he wants, and he's a natural caretaker. He is. Which is an interesting role for him, given that he's like the gatekeeper. So he mans the front desk. So he's in this huge sky rise, you know, high rise in downtown Chicago. So pretty much everyone that lives in that building comes and goes and he gets to interact with them. And so, you know, he's like a natural kind of, well, he's the keeper of the security, you Mm -hmm. know, keeping everyone safe and who has access into the Kremlin is his business. That's his whole Mm -hmm. job. That's just who he is. And so as he sees these men take in women and create families, his sense of responsibility is huge. And he feels like if he fails, he's not just failing himself, but all of these countless people that he's come 
to have these deep connections with. So let's talk about his heroine, Kira, because um, her story isn't that different from his. But Mm -hmm. while he went and became a member in the Bratva in order to escape his own poverty and harshness of life, she did the opposite. She stayed in Russia and became a member of the Russian police. Because the Bratva, she really viewed the Russian Bratva as someone who destroyed her family. So her dad was also a garbage human. And it's different because his her dad gave her sister to the Russian Bratva to basically use. Yeah. And... It was a payment for his debts. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she, in the midst of all of that, her sister ends up pregnant, has the young baby, has the boy. And later on, years down the road, as Kira has spent her teen years and young 20s caring for this child the sister takes the boy and goes with a foot soldier of the bratva and moves to chicago comes to the u.s and her sister suffers from addiction and you know is a you know is a hooker and uses is a sex worker Mm -hmm. and uses her body and in the midst of all of this her sister has died and she has come to the U.S. not only to claim her sister's ashes, but to find her nephew because she has cared for this child. And when her sister took the child away, it broke a little bit of her heart. Yeah, she was devastated. I mean, I think Kira has a very similar to Michael where they have a very strong sense of family. Like they want a strong family. Um, And so she's, I don't want to say clinging, but she desperately wants to find this little boy to save him so he doesn't have to live the life that her sister did. Yeah. I mean, she has a deep, deep hatred for all things Russian mob. She will do anything to bring them down, to destroy them. So one of the things that she learns very early on is that the Kremlin, which is this Russian stronghold, is a safe place. And they Mm -hmm. will take her in um, and provide her temporarily a place to stay until she either finds her nephew, but her nephew could be in this space. Yeah. Most of this book takes place in this building. Yeah. They do not leave the building. At all. Right. At all. (laughs) And it was kind of repetitive. I, at times... It felt like I was reading some of the same pages over and over again because it happens in a very short amount of time. I think it's like very five fun. days total yeah. from end, beginning to end. And there was just a lot of repetition. And I think that if I just had a change of scenery, I would have liked it a little. I would have liked it, you know. Yeah, I think I get it. So what happens is she shows up at the Kremlin and he's obviously working the front desk and she's like, you know, she's puts on her acting boots and she's like oh you know I need a place to stay and he's like immediately attracted to her because she's cute and you know and like let's be real he's he's pretty good looking too so he like is like sure come stay with me like I'm reading this going dude 
you like oversee everything for the Russian Bratva in Chicago and you just let some random chick into the what and so he quickly figures out she's not really there like she says she is and so he like holds her captive he does so she deceives him he holds her he holds her captive but like <laughs> he has like a squishy heart when it comes to her and he should be torturing yeah. her and starving her until she gives him the information that he needs in order to like re-secure the Kremlin and to get keep the family safe. But instead he just has lots of sex with her. Like there's one scene that's my favorite. And I don't want to ruin it for somebody, but he's working the front desk. And he has a camera on her and she's trying to escape and she falls over. And he literally runs up the stairs. Like she talks about him being out of breath because he's so afraid she hurt herself. Right. <laughs> Well, she was trying to escape, and he was supposed to be holding her captive. And he's uh, trying to, like, get in for... It's just this... Like, it's hilarious, and then it's sort of like, oh, my... You know, he's thinking with one appendage is basically what it comes yeah. down to. So there was there was lots of sexiness in this book, um, mm -hmm. but it really does... There was a lot of power play within this book too like mm -hmm. he is a hero he holds a lot of power although he was a little inept with using his power <laughs> yes he i think i i want to say he has scruples um he doesn't i think that he will hurt people if it's necessary and i don't think he had the she hasn't quite hurt somebody. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, I think he has the most humanity I've ever seen in a mafia, in a mafia. hero mm -hmm. ever. Like, he's kind of an empath towards her and her plight and the people around him. Mm -hmm. And in a way, it doesn't make him a very good mafia hero. <laughs> no. And in previous books, he wasn't like that. That's why it's so funny. Not funny, but like, it makes me actually like him more because it's so true that when the right one comes along that they just can't, you know what I mean? Like they just know it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the, yeah. I did get frustrated with Kira in this because she's so blinded by all the information around her that she truly cannot see the truth. Yeah. Um, and she was she she couldn't see the truth. She was very she was not trusting. She oh. wouldn't believe anything he said. And um, I think that it, the, there for a while the relationships feels the chemistry, the connection, whatever you want to call it, feels very one sided. He's putting all the work in, and mm -hmm. she's still living under the deception. She doesn't trust him, like. Trust is a big thing for her, and it takes her almost to 85% of the book before she is willing to trust him. Right. Yeah, I that I did get really frustrated with her. Um, I won't, like, the character. Obviously, she's not real, but I got frustrated with the character in the sense that I, as an outsider, 
knowing little to nothing, like given just the information that the author has given us, the Russian bratva has a lot of power in Russia. So for her to believe the things that she believes, I'm like, girl, like, wake up. You know, she did for being a police officer in Russia and for having family connections to the mafia. She did have a little bit of too stupid to live vibes about her. (laughs) Right. And I do. Yeah. And I do like how he kind of was like, all right, then walk away. Then you know what? Bye. You know? Yeah. I don't got time for this. Um, I think the banter in this book was really good. Like the exchanges Mm -hmm. between the two of them were fantastic. I really, I thought that there were some moments where I was like, you know, they were kind of fighting and bickering between them and it just created more tension and more chemistry between them. And I really, really enjoyed that. Banter is a big thing for me when it comes to a story. They really have great banter. They're, um, they're back and forth. They're witty and funny. Um, yeah, they're it was they're they're great characters, and I think they play off each other very well. I do have one note I have to make. Yes, olive should. oil is not a suggested item for lube. No, that mm-hmm. whole part in the book, I'm like, what? Then I had to ask questions and Google things. Do not use olive oil as lube. I that read bugged a book me a little bit. Where they use butter. So olive okay. oil feels like a step up. I guess. Icky. Um, so I would say that just based on this book, this whole series is about found family, building community, mm-hmm. creating um, a web of connections that not only keeps you safe, but keeps the one you love safe. Would you say that that is kind of the vibe of this whole series? Yes. Um, I will tell you right now that the director is book one in this series and it is free right now. This is the last book in the series. I might have shed some tears and probably messaged Renee Rose and was like, what the heck? You didn't give me any warning. And when are we getting more of this (laughs) type of book? (laughs) So this is the last book in this series. So with Mm -hmm. the release of this book, this series is now complete. So it sounds like it's a perfect time to start this book i would say this is not as dark or even as bonkers as some mafia romances that we read so because of the amount of mafia romances we're reading and we're getting ready to do a trope talk all about mafia romances um i'm gonna put this as this is not mafia light it would be like mafia gray it's not as dark as we have seen it's right in the middle like there's no bonkersness, no no one's being trafficked, consent is very clear, um, but there is a little bit of violence and typical mafia angst. Yep. And I would say that for this book, that is very true. There is some trafficking and um, dubious consent um, in some of the other books in the series, so I would for sure check your trigger warnings. I think it's... Um, Book seven might be, book eight could be also a trigger for some people. Um, So, yeah. Okay. If you have questions on them, please message me or email Becky and she'll ask me and I'll get back to you. But 
Okay. Um, do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Um, Heather, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Anytime. Always happy to talk mafia. <laughs> Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 